Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems one last time for 2020. What a year it's been, Dennis. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. It's going to go live on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to really like get right down to the wire, make sure we squeeze every drop of juice out of this year. This needs to be the title of this podcast needs to be "If you play this at eleven twenty two sixteen seconds, <laughs> Dennis will stay say stay, stay fresh cheese bags to ring in the new year." I'll figure that. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll make sure that that's uh, that at least everyone's once because obviously we have to finish recording the episode to know how long it's going to be. Yeah, so we can't we have tell no idea, that, right? Yeah. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, I'll make sure there's a note of that. That's very good. That should be the title. Year. It's a big long title, year, Dennis. Big long title. That's fine. We'll we'll pop the title there. There's that old. It's an old. I think it's an old. Um, I can't know if it's a wise tale or an apocryphal tale of like, um, a king who asks a wise man for uh something that will make him happy when he's sad, and he's mm. sad and sad when he's happy, and he gives him a ring that just says, "This too shall pass." On it. Yes. Yes. Very. Like, very oof. wise. Yeah, and then there's the other the other sort of flip side of that is a common sort of um old timey curse was to say was to say to someone may you live in interesting times. I think it's an old Hebrew curse and, actually. Yeah, may you live in interesting and times. These yeah. have certainly been interesting times, right? Yeah, yeah, they certainly have been. And I mean, look, it's it's funny because you know I'm very anti Christmas, but one thing I one one time of year that I really like is New Year's. I really mm. think like I'm not very big into holidays, quote unquote. Generally, we don't call them holidays in Australia. Just like whatever you know, special days, whatever. I'm not really into any of them, but I do like New Year's. I like the the combination of reflection and renewal. And it is arbitrary. Like, it's just a day that was picked as, like, when the year, the calendar turns over. And, and that, that part is less important. It's not that I love the time of year. But I like the fact that there is a point. Because I think some people need it. Some people mm-hmm. need it. It's like, oh, no, 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 you know, I'll start that next week or I'll do that, whatever. And I think it's a little bit of a crutch for some people, but some people need a crutch, you know. And I think it's 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 a really useful point for people to turn around and be like, you know, out with the bad, in with the new, in with the good, like that sort of stuff. So I, I like the reflection and the renewal process of New Year's. I know that sounds a little sappy, but I'm actually very into it. I like it because it's a sort of bipartisan secular holiday. Yes. Yeah. It's very I mean, difficult I guess to have it, opinions on uh, on New Year's Eve. I mean, I guess if you um, actually observe like a Hebrew calendar or like an Arabic calendar or a Muslim calendar, yeah. then it wouldn't, then that would land on a different day. Yeah. But functionally, everybody uses the. Gregorian calendar, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is the, the de jour calendar of the entire year. That's right. Yeah. Well, the de facto, yeah. sorry, not the de jour, the de facto. Yeah. I mean, North Korea's got its own calendar. I mean, based I'm on, sure it does. It starts in like ni- the Jewish calendar. I think it starts in 1920. So they're really, they're, they're, they've, they've only just got to year 100. Yeah. Does it start with like Kim Jong il's birth or something like that? I think it's like that. Might not be 1920. But yeah, it's, they're, they're really, they're really lagging behind us. But then I think it's the Thai calendar. And they're almost, uh, they're, they're around 4,000. They've been going wow. on for a while. Yeah, I know. We've got a lot of catching up to do. And we're not, and we're not gaining on them, Dennis. Can we're I tell you that? We're not gaining on them, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, for the end of the year show, we decided to do a show that is exactly the same as all the others. We just do uh, the same show because, like Riley said, it is the same day as it is any other day. The sun rises, the sun sets, the tide goes in, the tide goes out, and nobody explained it. You can't explain that. You can't explain that. Still modern science baffled by tide mechanics. They say it's got... Have you seen this? This is very funny. They say it's got something to do with the moon. <laughs> yeah, they say the tides are controlled by the moon. As if there's like little little aliens on on the moon. You're like, telling me a big load of sky cheese is what makes the water go. You're ridiculous, down. right? Like you can't believe anything the scientists say. It's unbelievable. They're, they're, what are we paying them for, Dennis? What are we paying them for if they're saying that a big lump of orbital cheese is is changing the way that the, the waves come in and out? Ridiculous. 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 Anyway, um, no ad this week. You know what? Bugger the ad. Let's not do the ad. 
No, no, I don't. I, I don't care. Let's just get straight into the questions. Let's get straight into the questions. What are you going to do? Fire us? What are you going to do, Dennis? It's just New Year's Eve. Park, the podcast just cuts to static. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 bugger the ads. Let's not do the ad this week. All right. So, first question comes to us from Oh, that Sean. Mm. Yeah, not just any Sean. It's that Sean. I have a magic advice question. So, this is very on brand for the uh, for the podcast. Straight into it. Magic advice. You know, we don't muck mm. around. We don't waste time. I sent in a bunch of cards to. Mm, mm, all right. I sent in a bunch of cards to CFBs. Amazing server. Okay. I sent a bunch of cards to CP's amazing service called Ubox We Buy. It was so easy. Five exclamation points. Five. I got rid of a bunch of old cards and now have a ton of store credit. That credit that plus the credit great, I've really. been. It's quite unbelievable what's going on here. That credit plus the credit I've been saving from this fantastic service I recently found about called CFB Pro is enough to buy a tier one modern deck. Or a very fun Dream Commander deck. I've always played wow. Jank. I've always played some form of crappy goblins in modern or homebrew crap pile in Commander. Which format is it more fun to have good cards in? Would Fetchlands make FNM more fun? Thank you. So what's happened here is that Oda Chan has gone to Champ.com slash buy and separately yeah. gone to Champ.com forward slash pro mm. and used both services and accumulated so much store credit over Champ.com. And it's difficult not per- to. It's difficult not to accrue use- that value. Just by hanging out on the website, yeah. Which you can it, use to yeah. purchase Magic Gathering cards, your product, accessories, and the like, as well as Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Digimon, and other card games. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't know what to do with all the value he's accrued. That's yeah. a common problem. That's a common problem. It's a problem faced by many of the users of the channel of the, of the site, channelfire.com. I think we actually legal. I was going to say this isn't an ad, but I think we legally actually have to say this is an ad, right? FD, the FD, the, I've just seen a little red laser appear yeah, on his forehead. Exactly. From all right. Okay. Mission. So for the, for the per- so for anyone who's interested in the goofs and the spoofs, don't listen to this bit. For all legal intents and purposes, this is an advertisement paid for paid for by ChannelFiber.com. All right. Back to the goofs. <laughs> back to the goofs. And this isn't even an ad, Dennis. <laughs> this was just, a, oh, was just. This actually was sent in by Sean here. Glad you're having a good time with the um with the uh, ChannelFiber.com's ridiculous value. Uh, extravaganzas here. I hope you're using coupon code NIGHT as you, uh, as you check out. Um, I, I want to ask, Riley, you've recently gone through a rebrand. I have, yes. So The original brand healed, scabbed over, fell off, and you've got a new one. I've got a new brand. Uh, it's now, I don't know how to say it, Riley Knight No Vowels? Now, here's the question. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a vowel in it. Yeah, no, we're not. This is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a vowel prescriptivist. So you you know otherwise? There are only five vowels, Dennis. Change my mind. There are only five vowels. <laughs> Let's see. Is Y a vowel? I want to I think so well, basically, right, right has changed from Ryder Quarry Tower to R-L-Y-K-N-G-H-T, kind of at my advice. Yeah, so Dennis has been telling me to get off Ryder Quarry Tower for a long time. A long time. Months and months and months. Um, and I always agreed, but I could never find something I liked, right? Like there were no... Everything was taken. And eventually, like, so Megan started streaming and, and we found a, a, a username for her, which is just her name without vowels, Megan Simpson, right? Which really works Mugen very Simpson. well, yeah. right? And I was like, maybe I could do that for me. So I was thinking like R-L-Y-K-N-T and Dennis was like, no. And then I put R-L-Y-K-N-G-T and people were like, no, it just doesn't look good. And so I put in R-L-Y-K-N-G-H-T, which rather neatly lines up with Megan's M-G-N-S-M-P-S-N, R-L-Y-K-N-G-H-T. Um, so, yes, now it's just Riley Knight, no vowels. So I found a definitive answer, Riley. Merriam-Webster. Yeah. Okay, Merriam-Webster. Why is considered oh, a vowel if it forms a diphthong? Yes. Which is two vowel sounds joined one syllable to form one speech sound, such as the yep. oi in toy, the yep. a in day, the e in monkey, or indeed yep. the e in Riley. In Riley, yeah, yeah. So... It is considered a vowel, but R.L. Knight was far too close to R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with R.L. Stein? 
I just don't want to like Dennis. This whole brand was getting about getting into new territory, right? It was getting into area that I'm not associated with other stuff. Yeah, so, uh, dude, stream horror games, goosebumps. Let's go. Oh, I've already streamed enough horror games as it is. Anyway, ROI can can GST. So I was hoping this article would um, exonerate you, but yeah. it has condemned you. <laughs> it has condemned me. Yeah, but I wasn't going to do that. Um, but the coupon code cha- uh, coupon code remains unchanged. There's still yes. an I in there. It is still the shortest coupon code and most convenient one to use. Coupon code night at checkout, of course, and it's good to see that Sean would have done that. What would you do if you had a bunch of store credit? Would you be buying Commander Dick? Would you buy well, a modern Dick? Here's here's one thing, Riley. Go on. Two things even. There are two, two things. things I'm going to chaff up on right now that are about to expire. That if you're listening to this podcast, you need to move fast. All right. Flat 7% off all Magic the Gathering singles. Just never been a better time to buy singles. Just go get them off. It's right lot. now. Just yeah. get them right now. Yep. If you're buying a $100 single, you're getting 7% of that off. Yes. If you're buying a $200 single, you're getting 7% of that off. Wow. What if I buy $300 of singles? 21 per- Wait, no. <laughs> you lost <laughs> Uh, but seriously, it's genuinely, and it expires on, um, January 3rd. The other thing, and this Getting is just because we're, sell- we're selling out of these bad boys, Riley. Yeah. Call oh, set the booster crate. Are these the crates? Yeah, you were telling me about these. Can't keep these on the shelves. No, the Commander Legends ones just gone. We're out. I know the where- the warehouse staff are there with like packing tape and all that sort of stuff, just like uh, hammers and nails trying to keep them affixed to the shelves. They're just flying off. Flying off. Flying, flying off. off. Can't hold Kaldheim, on to them. great though. Get your box of Kaldheim set boosters, $139.99, which is not that far off the price of just a normal Kaldheim set booster box for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. But you get your hands on a foil soul ring, foil path to exile, another two path to exiles, a play mat, set of four lands, two lightning bolts, sleeves, relic tokens, deck boxes, all this bonus stuff, dude. Yeah. And if you use the coupon code NIGHT at checkout, you also get a token with me on it. You do. That's true. Yep. Yep. Guess what kind Very of token you get for putting coupon code SMAR in? Nothing. So don't do yeah, it. Nothing. Yet. Nothing yet. Yeah, soon. Soon there will be a token with, with Dennis as Master Chief and me as, as Snake. Solid, solid. That, oh, um, my face isn't even in Master Chief. <laughs> no, you can have that. You can, ha- no, no, Dennis as Sexy Cortana. Ooh, into it. Into yes, it. I can't wait for Jessica <laughs> Inkling Customs to get that email in her inbox. <laughs> all right. So we want Riley in camo with a headband and a mullet. All right. Easy. I can do and that. An all right. Patch, we want yeah. Dennis. As a holographic, sexy, digital, blue, like, uh, AI. It's like, okay, all right. Um, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a, a little I, bit more. Please, please see library of reference photos attached. <laughs> yes. There are, I guess there are, there's no shortage of that. Anyway, Dennis, to answer Sean's question, what would you be doing with a, with a, a stack of, uh, assuming you're going to go and take advantage of this 7% singles off, what, what would you do? Would you buy a, uh, a, a commander, commander deck? Would you buy a modern deck? Would you be up to? A commander deck. I think we I think are much closer to being able to play commander with friends of paper than we are to be able to put modern paper. I just wonder how much mileage you're going to get out of um out of modern uh you know fa- with face to face magic in in the coming future. You know, it's that's uh, what I, mean. I think we're much closer to being able to play commander with our friends. Agree. Than- yeah, and I, we're on the same page there. Yeah, I think I think you'll get more mileage out of a commander deck at this point. Um, and if you're looking for a commander deck, YouTube.com/slash Channel Fireball Five Minute Deck Text. There are fifty one of them. So I'm sure you're going to find one to suit your tastes. Um, yeah, I've been doing a bunch of new ones on uh, new Commander Legends commanders. How are they doing? Um, uh, there, there are some, obviously, there are some really, really sweet ones. And there are some ones that aren't too expensive because well, there's a bunch of uncommon commanders as well now. So you can get like mm-hmm. two uncommon pa- partner commanders and build a deck around them that's actually isn't too expensive. Stay so them uh, together, yeah, yeah. Or that's, that's, prob- that's probably where it head. If you don't care about the 7% off, Riley. Yeah. Get off the reservation. Get some Pokemon cards. Get some Digimon cards. Yeah. Diversify. Diversify your card portfolio. Riley, we're not sponsored by Magic the Gathering at Channel Fireball. We're sponsored no. by Channel Fireball. Yeah. 
Let me tell you about Pokemon cards, Dennis. What is the weirdest thing you can buy on the website? <laughs> what is like the most divorced of anything thing you can buy? D- District 9 on DVD? I would love to list something like that. I that would, would be love- very funny. There was a while where we had a bunch of extra TVs in the warehouse. It was from events, I think. Yeah. And we were like, can we just list them on the website? And Marsh was like, that's weird. I, I would, I would love it, Dennis. If you, cool. instead of like, so what do you call them in, I know, in Australia, we call them garage sales. I think they're called car boot sales in the United Kingdom. A car, uh, a car boot sale, yeah. Like a jumble yeah. sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just where you got all the odds and ends in your house, and you don't want them, so you know you everything is like fifty cents. You put it out, and, you, and just like people come and buy. Can't really have we garage sales. We could have had that. We moved the warehouse from Santa Clara to Vegas, well, so we could have done it. Oh no, no, no! What I want to see, Dennis, is you personally, your home in Dublin when you have like a spring cleaning come next year, right? I want to see like you know glass vase, thirty five dollars. Mm. You know, I want to see like. An old pot that you don't need anymore or something like that, you know? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of what other stuff is in your house that you might, you might want to sell. Your enormous television, probably not. Shipping on that one would be a... Yeah, I like, I like my TV, dude. Yeah. You t- you, you so, very I have TV. found a Digimon deck here, Riley. Okay. Did you ever consume Digimon content? I did very briefly when I was... I think there was a point at which I would have been maybe 10 or 11 or maybe 12 when I was like, hmm, this Digimon thing's starting to... Starting to get big. This I bet game I- was actually apparently quite popular, but I I was a big. Fa- I thought Pokemon was dumb. Yes, I thought uh, well, Pokemon sorry. sucked. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't think that. I thought you said I thought Pokemon was done. I thought Pokemon was was on the way out, and Digimon was going to come and supplant it. So I started to hedge my bets oh, a little wow. bit. But no, no, no. All right, so That's you got Digimon. Out. Oh yeah, I don't mean the card game. I know I had some Digimon cards. I'm sure, of course. Mm. But the cartoon, the anime, the anime. Digimon, Digital Mon- Monsters. It says it right in the title. Digimon, Digimon, Digital, Digital Monsters, Monsters, Digimon are the champions, right? Yes. It's in the song. It's in the title, yeah. Man, that show made no sense. I don't really remember any of it. I think I watched like oh, a few- Riley, we're on the cusp of another watch along. No, this is, no, you keep no, talking no, about no, this. No. Come on, come on, come on. I remember my favorite <laughs> Digimon was the, I like the, the cat with the gloves on. Necomon or something like that? I'm just guessing remember. at that. I mean, the, the, the Mon at the end is a freebie. You get that one. Yeah, yeah. Garomon. Gatamon, that's it. Yeah, I like that. That was my fa- that, that was my favorite one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I like the wolf one, whose name I've also forgotten. Yeah, and they could evolve up and back. Like they could. It wasn't like you could get a Charmeleon that would go into a Charizard and then back to a Charmeleon, right? Yeah, it was basically what they have with it, with the Giga evolutions in Pokemon now. Yes, yeah, yeah they would evolve up off. and then they'd come back down. Yeah, Darurumon. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, this one was so good. They could talk and everything. All right. Oh, that's Sean. There's your answer. Go and buy a bunch of Digimon cards, apparently. Dennis, Dennis <laughs> yeah, will play a game with you. <laughs> went a little off there. My bad. Um, Dennis, we've got one little thing to follow up on from last week's episode before we uh, mm. before we get into uh, a very meaty question, actually, that's coming from a, a long-time uh, listener and contributor here. Long time. But before that, time. Jethro wrote in with a bit of a follow-up. We had a chat about weighted dice. Yes. Uh, in the last episode. <clears throat> and Jethro says, The discussion of weighted dice this week reminded me of a story that a friend told me at an LGS. They apparently visited a dice factory in, like, Nevada. So this is where they go into the mountains and mine the dice. Mine the dice out of the dice mines. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, why is there some level of, like, doubt about where the the, the factory was? I, I, why is it important as well? I, anyway. Um, and, once, and part of the tour, the guy explained that the machines they used were so sensitive to things like temperature that they could only make perfectly fair dice for one hour a day. Or they and that was eat. when they made the D6s for casinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the other 23 hours a day or whatever the factory, uh, the, the factory ran, they just made all the weird nerd dice, like the D20s or the D4s, the D10s or whatever, because who, who cares if they're actually slightly weighted? No idea if this is factually accurate, but 
why let the truth get in the way of a good story. Dennis has already lodged that order with the tombstone engraver to make sure it's his epitaph. Oh, yeah. So what Jeffro's friend once heard in LGS, if it is to believe to be factual, and I have no reason to believe it isn't, Mm -hmm. that out in these factories in like Nevada or wherever. Yes. This is going on, and as a result, you and I, Riley, have never rolled a fair 20. Uh, so when, you know, you, you've played D&D, right? Mm-hmm. Now, D&D is not a hobby that you have to spend a lot of money on once you've passed the barrier to entry. Which is so the initial, the, well, and, the, and the books, I guess, if you want to do that. Like, the book, once you've got books and dice, like, you don't really need anything else. You don't need, there's there's no cosmetics, like, you don't, there's just nothing really to spend money on. Except dice. And some people, when they're in a hobby, they just really like spending money on things that uh, to do with their hobby. And uh, a, a friend of mine, I'll give his name, I'm going to dox. I, I mean, what would it be? What would it be? What, would, it, would it even be smart if Ryan didn't dox a child? It would be smart if I didn't dox someone. So, Andrew Woodgate, right? A friend of mine with whom I play D&D. Every time. Andrew, Andrew Mark Woodgate, right? Of Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Um, He just moved into a new apartment. I don't know his new address. I'll give you his old address, but we'll I don't know. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> anyway, um, Andrew Michael Woodgate, he got very into di- uh, buying his, his specialty dice, right? And this got to a point where I remember going around to his place one time and watching, I shit you not, a 40-minute documentary about the making of precision laser cut whatever, right? D&D role-playing dice. For fairness? Yeah, so they are fair roll. And he bought them. And Dennis, you could cut things on the edge of these dice. They are that sharp. These are, like you've have you held casino dice? Yeah, they're very you know, light. They're, and they're very sharp on the edges, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're they're not sort of rounded off. Yeah. So he bought a like he bought a set of dice. The D four could be used as a bloody caltrop. It'd take mate, you spin a bloody D ten at someone to take their eye out. Get their things. eye, yeah, yeah. But anyway, in this documentary, this guy was explaining how I think, I mean, the, the story that Jethro's telling us kind of checks out based on what this other other fellow was telling because the dice that are made for, for role-playing, yeah, they're not particularly, like, fair. They're, they're not hugely, like, it's not going to, it doesn't matter all that much. Like, when, you, when, you, when you're role-playing as an elven barbarian, I don't know how exactly on 5% you need for your critical hit, but um, the way that uh, this guy showed it was he got a, a stack of, like, say, 50 D20s, right, mm-hmm. and stacked them all on top of each other and then got his precision dice and stacked them all on top of each other and they were different heights. But then he mm. restacked the same dice on different numbers, right? And it was a different height again. So basically the di- the dice aren't perfectly obviously not circular because it's a d20, but they're they're oblate. Like they Yeah, they're not symmetrical. They're not symmetrical, exactly, right? They don't have a perfect they don't um, they're not uh, they're not as whatever the word I don't, I'm not a mathematologist. I'm not a bloody you know, polygon wizard. I don't know what it is, but um, this, I, as far as I know, is actually a thing. But you can get precision cut gaming dice. So, level up dice, which is a place that I've interacted with at a couple of events, and they're very cool. Yep. Sell premium dice. Premium. So if you're someone dice. out there willing to invest money, mm. you can get some ionized shadow mask obsidian dice. Oh, and this is the other thing. Yeah, we, we haven't got. We're not, not even talking about materials. You can get some nice African jade dice. Okay, yes. The finest jade comes from Africa. Everyone knows that. But if you want to be a real barbarian, Riley. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. An RPG set of domesticated yak bone. 
Yeah. Dice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bone dice. I don't think Andrew ever got to bone dice, but he did get to metal dice. And uh, one time we were playing and he rolled a dice and he put a dint in the table. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are Australian. Are they really? Yeah. That might have been who Andrew bought them off, to be honest. Yeah. Poss- like, possibly, yeah. They do yeah. They do, do metal dice. But these domesticated yak bone, US, are $310 for an RPG Oh, domesticated set. yaks don't come cheap, Dennis. Well, it's the time investment, because Ryder, you see, <clears throat> crafted from a single piece of horn, these dice contain no bone meal and no urethane resin. The natural horn is wax-coated for its protection. Yep. These dice are made from humanely sourced yak horn, harvested when the yak is too old and is butchered for meat. So it's the time. You gotta wait. Like, what's average life expectancy? Not, no, no, not in Ireland. Why would I want that? Yak. <laughs> Please Google. <laughs> 20 years. What's the, what's the average life expectancy of an Irish yak, Dennis? It's 20 years of expe- expensive, life expectancy of yak. That's not as long as I thought it would be. It is shorter than I thought it would be, I too. It maybe it's because the, the horn is so valuable for dice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's good to know that every part of the yak is being used. In the grand tradition of, you know, of people uh, living- Native Americans and things, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, uh, hunter-gatherer societies around the world for, for, for millennia used, you know, b- before we had civilization, before we had agriculture, before we had that sort of stuff, even before, like, Native Americans and whatever else, like, th- thousands of years ago, people would hunt and they'd use every part of a carcass, Right. And it's good to know that the old ways have been passed on. They've always been passed on, and people are using every part of the yak here. The meat, the hide, the fur, and the bone for, you know, role-playing dice. It is interesting, though. Like, I just, I don't know, again, as I say, like, I don't know how much precision you need when you're pretending to be a dwarven cleric. It doesn't, you know, oh, I'm, I, these rolls are unfair. I, I just, I... Oh, no, I think it's better this way, because this means... That whenever, like, whenever you mess up, you make a dumb decision in D and D, and you fail your roll. That was like a DC eighteen mm. roll or whatever, because you want to try mm. and backflip across the lava to drop kick the wizard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh well, dice are unfair anyway. Well, my friend, my dad works at Microsoft, and he said that the yeah. the, the machines in Nevada. I, cut- <laughs> I have to say, it did. The beginning of the story did have a sort of like my uncle works at Nintendo kind of feel to it. Oh, big it? time, right? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Anyway. We got a very meaty question here, Dennis. This one is this one is tough. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm interested to see your perspective on this one. This one comes into us from a uh, long time, hundredth time, as you say, Jamez, um, power move aficionado. Here, Jamez asks, Disma, looking for some advice. Over the last year, my kids, who are seven and five, and their cousins, ranging from five to eight have become interested in the Pokemon TCG. My kids love to play the game, while their cousins are less interested in the actual game, but still have fun showing each other their new cards and often making trades or just gifts. However, one of the uncles, who is an MTG player, purchased his son roughly 100 counterfeit premium cards for Christmas. These are gold cards, rainbow rares, VMAX, GMAX, etc., when he told me about it, his logic was basically his six-year-old doesn't know or care about the value of cards and certainly doesn't take care of them, but loves the way that they look. And it would make him feel like the king of the castle, in quotes. King of the castle. King of the castle. I have the cards. I have the cards. King of the castle. Um, by having all these cards that no one else had. I bit my tongue, but internally I was screaming. I don't want anything to do with counterfeits for obvious reasons. But of course, my kids are in awe of the sheer number of these sweet cards and want to trade for them. I basically told them that the cards were a Christmas gift for him and that we're not allowed to trade for those ones. But at some point, it's going to be hard uh, to know what is legit and what isn't. I didn't feel right telling my kids that the cards were fake because I don't want that to spill back on the cousin and cause an issue there. Also, I'm not sure how I'd even bring this up with my brother-in-law without making it sound petty because as far as the kids in their small economy goes, there really isn't an issue here. 
but it doesn't feel right considering the cards they or I purchased that they may trade have an actual value and that I'm trying to teach them the right way to do things. Do I let it go? Do I talk to the uncle? Do I feed my kids the info to blow the whole thing wide open? Am I being petty? You're definitely not being petty. This is a weird position. And I want to say as well, I really want to give a, a very, very solid pat on the back here to Jamez because this is a needle that I think he's already begun to thread. How do you tell your kids, oh, no, we're not allowed to have those cards without being without making an issue? Oh, they're a special gift that you know we're giving for Christmas. We can't trade for those cards. A you plus. have a problem now, though. They can put this in magic terms. Yeah. Oh, we can't, we, we can't, you can't trade those kids. So yeah, unfortunately, little Timmy, you do need to cast your vampire nighthawk into ancestral recall. And that's the way it is. But is it, but what I'm saying is a stopgap to, as a way to prevent this from becoming an issue here and now, like it's giving you a bit of breathing space. I can't, like yeah. that is, that is, he's, bought run, he's bought runway, but that's it. And, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's really, really smart. And also not wanting to just immediately blow up your brother-in-law's spot by that's admirable but i don't dennis does james even owe that to this to the to the brother-in-law no i think you should blow him up here i mean this is i, I this think is i think you want to keep the kids but- protected i think you need to talk to the brother-in-law and i think it is up to brother him to explain to his kids how it works and i i like it's just not the problem like look full disclosure rather than i have a vested interest in people buying real trading cards instead yes. of counterfeit trading cards yeah. But I mean that that interest is not only like financial; it's also ethical. Yes, counterfeit cards are just piracy. Yeah, and I, I know piracy is viewed as like um, one of the nobler of of, of nobler theft. I think that there, there are varying views on. But, but yeah, people who are the, the the gamut of the spectrum of of opinions on piracy is very wide for what is mm-hmm. essentially well, not essentially, just effectively a crime, right? There are people who are very anti-piracy, and there are people who are pro-piracy, and then there are people who are piracy ambivalent, who are just like, eh, I don't care. I'm lazy. I don't care about it. Whatever, right? And I think people who are pro-piracy are, pardon me, full of shit. All right. If you don't care, and you're like, yeah. I can get away with it, it's broadly speaking harmless, why would I pay for it? If you're equating with, think- like, crossing the road without using the, the, the crosswalk, exactly. it's like, I know it's illegal, I don't I don't care. agree with that stance, but I understand it. Yeah. If you're like, no, because these corporations are, you know, they make millions of dollars from releasing Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And I get to pirate it instead of watching it on HBO because it might suck or because they're exploiting their workers. Yeah. And the problem there is like, hey, if you're not giving them money, that doesn't make them exploit their workers less. That makes them exploit their workers more. Yeah. yeah. Now, does, is, 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 is capitalism a flawed system? Oh, horrifically. Does, yes. does the top leech off the work of the many? Absolutely. Does it all need to be overturned eventually and come to a head maybe and we all just become a socialist uh, utopia? You know, utopia. Yes. Yep. Yep. May, probably. You're not going to achieve that by, by downloading pa- by, Tenet from the pirate bay. Yeah, by pirating Wonder Woman 1984 from the pirate you bay. Are, yeah. j- like, just because you don't want to pay for the goddamn DVD, you are not Robin Hood. That it is not what's you, happening. Yeah, it doesn't make you a moral exemplar, right? No. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm broadly in agreement with you. I think pirate. I think people who pirate things. Okay, here's an example, right? I don't have a lot of respect for copyright law, right? When it comes to playing music on Twitch, like that sort of thing, right? Reasonable, like I, yeah. I played copied copyrighted music on my stream for a long time, and the only reason I did, the only reason I stopped doing it, not was because out of a, it wasn't because of a a moral compunction, right? It was because I was facing punishment like i was facing mm-hmm. negative consequences and that got me to stop doing it and that's that, that's whatever but 
you know, there are some areas where, you know, you look at that. And I don't, I don't, I don't look at the me playing copyrighted music on Twitch and being like, oh, I'm really showing them, aren't I? I'm really sticking to the man. It's like, I'm just doing this because I don't care that much about that this particular law and I don't think it's wrong to break it. And you're saying that, like, if that's your position on, on pirating stuff like this, you don't agree with it, but you can at least see where you're coming from. People who, people who say, like, oh, no, I'm really showing, I'm really sticking it to the man by... Yeah, pirating this, or this... it doesn't count because I'm stealing it from a company. Yeah, that 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 is shaky. When I read this question for the first time, right, I didn't notice the one. So I heard one of the uncles purchased the boy, da da da, all the cards, right. I didn't notice the parentheses saying that this uncle was an MTG player. Yeah, you and I was to thinking, explain to this uncle counterfeit cards are a problem. Like, da, 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 da. but I was thinking, like, all right, how are we going to advise James as to how to get through a conversation with a muggle? About like because this is what will happen, right? Your grand, you know, your grandkid starts getting yep, into yep, magic. Yep. You go on eBay. You buy oh a thousand cards for like ten dollars. That sounds great. I'll get that. And you know, it's either booster chaff or it's fake. They're fake cards, right? And you don't know. And having that conversation with them, being like, oh, yeah, but it's actually really bad. Like that's a very hard thing to do. This uncle has no excuse. We encountered fake cards when I was a kid. I bought some Pokemon cards. I think I bought some Pokemon cards in Croatia, and I think yep. my friend Luke bought some Pokemon cards in Spain mm-hmm. that were booster packs sold in a shop. What? Yeah. There were fake cards in a pack? Mm-hmm. Holy mo- I've never never seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, you know, I was a kid, so maybe the pack was from Therblos Beyond Greth, and, yes. you know, and like full of typos or whatever. Yep. But the cards were... Very obviously fake. They yeah. all they were all foil. They all had yeah. rainbow foiling on them. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember and this little like rosette well. pattern all yep, over them. Yep, yep, yep. And they felt terrible. Yep. And they we, were somewhat even the same size. No. Yeah. And we amongst ourselves were like those don't count. Yeah. So maybe feeding the info to the kids, I, I I would be inclined to not involve the kids. And how brother in law is like, listen to me, I gotta take your VMAX Charizard away. Hmm. How he deals with that is his problem. It is he, his I mean, he created he this problem, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. created this problem. He, he's the one who has to fix it. I remember, coming back to the self-regulation thing for kids, I remember that. Oh, and Dennis, I, I tell you, I wish I could remember his name. I wish I could remember his name <laughs> so I could dox him live on air, but I can't. Um, yeah, a kid turned up with a bunch of fake cards, right? And we knew they were fake because they were differently sized. They had that weird foil treatment. Yeah. They, the colors were wrong on the back, like the Pokeball was the wrong on the back, that sort of thing. And you just knew they were fake. And we're like, well, yeah, that doesn't count. And it was funny. We, we never really talked. We just came to no that discussion. conclusion. Yeah. And I think, do you know why? I think it was because they were so powerful and such good cards that we're like, well, it's unfair. Yeah. And it's it unfair. is unfair. It's unfair that you get these cards and we don't because they're fake. And, so and no, it even says his brother-in-law wanted his kid to be king of the castle. That's not a noble thing to want your no. child. I do remember one of my one of my happiest memories yeah. as a child, genuinely, is yeah. when my father bought me a packet of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yes, and I opened it, and yeah. it had. Can you guess what card it had in it, Riley? It didn't have Blue Eyes White Dragon in it, did it? One up. What, wait, what did it have? The Super Sausage Collider Four Thousand. What was it? Exodia. Oh <gasps> no! It had the piece of Exodia I was missing. And I was very excited. And my dad looked at me. I remember I was sitting in the passenger seat and he was sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. And he looked at me with all of the, with like such, such a lack of understanding, but yes. such compassion. Yes. The, he looked at the, me the I don't he, know what this is, but it's making you happy. And that just lights up my whole heart. And, and he looked at me and he said, does this mean you have the best cards now? <laughs> and I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, Dennis. And I understand wanting to give that to your kids. Yeah, of course. I really yeah. do. Yeah. But it is not, it's not the way. So, ready to get the bleep button ready.
Jamez, you got to go over to your brother-in-law's house. I'm seeing Riley stare at the time code. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got to yeah. go. You got you got to grab him by the collar. You say, "Listen here, motherfucker. This is not going to fly. Every single one of those cards you bought those kids, the VMAX Charizard, the Gigamax Pikachu, whatever, I don't know, the Digimon Garuramon, whatever you call, you're going to go right now to channelfireball.com and buy real (laughs) copies of every single one of those cards. Use coupon code SMART. Okay, we go not. Good my code now. And if you buy them in the next three days, they'll be 7% off. No, yeah. that's only magic. Never mind. No, only magic. Never mind. Can't do that. Discount, discount that. Scrap that bit. Get them delivered here. Swap them out while the kids, kids sleep. It's the only way. It's the, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Capitalism wins again. So I like this idea that he has to go and take a, a catalog of all the cards mm-hmm. and then replace every single one in the binders, in the decks, whatever, while they're sleeping mm-hmm. and then put them all back where they were untouched. And then destroy the fakes. And then, yeah, straighten the paper shredder, mate. Paper, straighten the paper shredder. Straighten the fire. Straighten the fire. That's probably bad for the environment. Probably made of arsenic and plastic and broken yeah, glass. Like, maybe, like maybe the fake toys in to Santa Claus the movie. Um, this is a really tough spot for Jamez. And I, yeah, I genuinely don't know what this conversation look like, looks like in reality. Assuming you don't go the full I, Liam Neeson route I just advised. Honestly, like, the fact that the uncle is a magic player should make it easier. But um, for me, it makes it feel like if he hasn't reached this conclusion by himself, he's beyond saving. Maybe that's true. No, but maybe, okay, maybe there are resources, maybe there's conversations, maybe there's like Reddit posts and other, art, I bet there's articles out there about the dangers of counterfeits. Maybe he just doesn't know. We don't know what kind people, of magic player the I don't, I don't think people care about that, dude. It's like piracy. I don't think the average person cares. I don't agree with that. I think the average magic player is definitely anti-counterfeit. The angle, the, mm, the angle though, yeah. I think. Hey, this is cool when we're playing with. Our ki- if your kids take these to school, they're going to get bullied over it. Yeah, that's good, and that's likely true. Honestly, yeah, yeah. they won't want to play with them. They won't. Want, yeah, they, like you are, you are buying your child a pariahdom here because, yeah. like, they're... my kids haven't noticed, but they will yeah. eventually, and maybe that's because you and, tell them. <laughs> and you don't want your ki- your kid to be the fake card kid. You don't want your kid to come to you and be like, "Hey, dad, did you buy me fake cards?" Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. That is, and and this isn't just with cards. This is like when everyone's wearing, you know, Nike, whatever, mm-hmm. and you turn up with your, you know, Mars version. I was trying to think of a an analog for Nike. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of a different a different god to use, but Mars probably isn't the best one. Um, you turn up with your who is the the Roman? Oh, just Victoria. Yeah, right. Is that the version of Nike? Victoria just got a got it's a victory. A pod- Oh, Unimportant. You turn up with your knockoff Nikes, right? And you're going to get bullied. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to, like... Cars are expensive. Yeah. I get that. Mm. But the problem here is that it's not like JMS's kids have all these amazing cards and his brother-in-law is struggling to keep up and has resorted to buying fake cards. He artificially inflated the power level. Do you know what's really, really frustrating about this, Dennis? That you told mm. us this story about sitting in, in the car with your dad and, you know, you got a piece of Exodia that made you feel like the king of the castle. Mm-hmm. This uncle has really shot the cannon indoors on this one because it's now... Wh- wh- where do you go from this? You've just bought a hundred sick foil cards or whatever for your kid, right? And got a ridiculous response out of it. The next one has to be at least a hundred. It had the hundred and twenty probably. Whereas, like, I remember opening a foil Blastoise, and it made my week. And that was one card. You know, yeah, you've, so you've you've ice, you've ice cream for breakfast in it. Yeah, way too much. And the thing is, the uncle could have got this King of the Castle thing by going and buying like the equivalent of 
I don't know, a playset of glory bringers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's so easy. When I took, I, I took a bunch of draft chapter to the kids that I used to teach at a primary school, right? And they were, and they like, there was a foil, like, I don't know, Archaeomancer. And the kids were like, ooh, you know? These, yeah. It doesn't take much. To, you don't need a hundred fake amazing cards to impress kids, is what I'm saying, especially not the age of six. There were so, you could have, what I'm saying is you could have engendered this king of the castle feeling for a much smaller buy-in of real cards. I'm looking at what these cards are likely to be. And like, you know, Rainbow Rare Pikachu VMAX seems like a, the reasonable contender. Yeah. It's a 250-pan card. That one card? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of money. So I'm not advocating you buy it. But like, I'm like- No, no, no. You've already said that. Channel5.com. <laughs> Get in there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be like, you can't afford to buy your kids cards. Therefore, they shouldn't be allowed to play. No. That's not where, but I, that's, I feel like that's not where that was happening. But for, for a kid to feel like the king of the castle, they don't need a 250 pound card, is what I'm saying. I know. You're you can right. buy a dollar foil for them. This kid I got is a. six. Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, this kid is I got six, a, man. I got a left leg of the forbidden one. Yeah. And, which I'm sure is now more expensive than it was at the time. Which is now. From, and it was not, it was, it was, it is now, it is now like six dollars. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, how much was a... F- like, I remember the, you know, foil Clefairy is like 12 Australian dollars, which is like six pounds, right? Or like eight eight American dollars. And that was an incredible pull as a as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. This is really on the uncle here, James. You're definitely not being petty, and I don't think you should let it go. I think you do talk to the uncle. I don't know what that conversation looks like. It depends on the dynamic you have between the I think the it's the pariahdom. I think that's the only angle that works. That does work, but I think also the fact that they, they're a magic player, and you can explain to them how this sort of stuff like is actively bad for the game, and there are definitely articles and stuff that have been written about that. And if that if that doesn't appeal to him, then you have to hammer home. Like If it is just a selfish interest in like his child's well-being, then Dennis is absolutely right. The The... You know, there's there's two ways you can launch this nuke. You can either be like, your kid is going to get the pants bullet off him, or you can go to your kids and be like, hey, you know, those kinds of fake, right? Mm. Or you don't have to say that. You can slip it in accidentally. Oh, no, 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 ignore that. Don't, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. And then the kids will hear that and be like, oh, dad didn't mean to say that. Excellent. That's important information. Were they, play, were they playing with those fake cards? I mean, uh, the real cards? The real cards that are definitely real that your uncle bought, you know? Like, kids will pick that up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you're... Brother-in-law's defense is you're like you're being a villain because why don't you're, you, why don't, or why don't you just buy your kids fake cards? But but this is what I'm saying. If if your brother's final defense here is why won't you just let my kid enjoy the thing that I got him? Right? You can counter that by saying why won't you and let let my children enjoy the hobby that they've picked up in the way that the hobby should be enjoyed. You are standing in the way of enjoyment for my children as much yeah, as I'm yeah. standing in the way for yours. By I don't money think to criminals. I don't. I don't think there's a situation here where James comes out in the wrong. I mean, sure, he could go and like completely botch the the conversation with the the brother-in-law and be an asshole, or, about or, it, or like, negatively impact his relationship with his sister. That's true. Yeah, I guess. But uh, like, uh, this like uh, I don't know. It depends on the moral compass of the person who did this. If, yeah, if it's James, it's up to you. What, how 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 winnable and how worthwhile you think this fight is, but. From an objective standpoint, like, I think you're, you're in the clear. You're absolutely in the clear. And, and really, you can walk away from this, like, come hell or high water, um, you know, feeling as though you've, you've, you've done the right thing. And, you know, you, you're doing the right thing for your kids. And, and, and I don't think, I mean, the uncle can make that case and say, I'm doing the right thing for my kids. I don't think he is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, from an no, objective standpoint, right. I, don't, I don't think buying fake cards for your kids is is actually the right thing to do. Tough one. Tough question. Tough, one. tough situation really tough for Jamez as well. Certainly not a great uh, great situation for him, him to be in there. <sighs> anyway, that's it, we got, Dennis. We got a little bit of time for Snake in the River, Octane by River. Yeah. Do, well, I want to. Do you want what to? What let's. I want to do a bit of a retrospective here. Let's okay. let's let's talk as we move into our secret podcast within a podcast, Dennis. Let's let's talk because we talked about video games a lot. So let's let's. I want to talk. Obviously, let's talk about what we've been up to. But I, I, I want to talk about your highlights and your lowlights from from the from the year. I mean, we can talk broadly if you want, or we can just talk about video games. That'll probably be less depressing. Probably um, less depressing. Dennis and I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm-hmm. Very good. It is. Uh, you, you you seem to have cooled a little bit on it compared to one and two. One thing I found really frustrating was the opening of the game uh, coming. Okay, so okay, we've also been playing a lot of Apex Legends. So yes. we played that for like a week nonstop and then went back to Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hate the controls on this game. And so the yeah, first this game, this game's 16 years old. Why is it like this? Yeah. The first time we played the game, I was very frustrated just by having to adjust to it. And I think that kind of colored, you know, your first impression is the most important. I think Dennis is still kind of thinking that I'm hating it just because of that. And to an extent, like the controls are really I've also bad. been a little shitty towards you. This morning we were playing, I was like, I thought you'd be better at this by now. Yeah. Yeah. Because like in Metal Gear Solid, again, you can't walk while you've got a gun out. You have to mm. stand in place, press three different buttons to shoot, and it's just, it's very awkward. Um, but this is the best Metal Gear game by a long way. By a Agreed. long, long, long way. Like, this isn't, it isn't close. And it kind of, it annoys me a little bit that you think that I don't like it because I was very grumpy that one morning when I couldn't work out of the controls. Um, because I do really like it. And I think that it is, I think Mr. Kojima finally got an editor. Yeah, there's a lot less codec calls. <laughs> it is not a bloated game. It is not. It has all the Kojima weirdness. It has almost all the good stuff from Kojima and none of the bad stuff. Close, close enough, right? Within acceptable. There's some writing leaps. There's some weird, like there's lamps. some weird stuff in there. But I mean, but but the the masterful subversion of video game expectations that's in there. Fantastic, mm-hmm. amazing boss fights. Incredible subversion of tropes. Fan, like just the most creative stuff you're going to find. In you can spoil game. the game. It came out 16 years ago. You can talk about specifics if you want. Like. I guess. I guess there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, there's there's so much to talk about it. Where, where do you even start? Like the boss fight with the end that goes across multiple uh, zones, lo- like shit. zones, loading zones. There's a boss fight where you can't. The boss has zero health at the beginning of the at the beginning of the boss fight, and your choices up to that point determine how the boss fight pans out like this yeah. sort of stuff when is you're fighting the sorrow i'm just gonna do it when okay. you're fighting the sorrow you're confronted with everybody you've killed in the game yeah. and if you haven't killed anybody it is a very short boss fight. <laughs> if you're doing a pacifist run it doesn't take very long at all um but then you know all the weird stuff that you'd expect like if you leave rotten food around a guard will eat it and then get sick if you mm-hmm. blow up a munitions uh base with uh with with an explosive they won't be able to reload their weapons once they've emptied their clips like Mm-hmm. All the stuff and all the detail in there that, that you know, that Breath of the Wild took its cues from. All the stuff that we were amazed by in Breath of the Wild, Kojima has been doing for, for decades, right? The, pro- the, the, the worst one of the, or the most ridiculous one of those is, that you would never notice because it's imperceptible. Yeah. Is that Snake uses more stamina running uphill. And that's in there just because. Just because, oh, it should feel tiring to go uphill. There's yeah. no, like, re- there's a lot of hills in the game, I guess. But they there's were like, like, you need us now to make a topographical map of the game yeah. and track the Z-axis everywhere and yeah. have it affect the stamina. And he's like, yeah. Yes, please do that. Please um, do that. But it, in terms of, the, like, the story and the writing of the game itself, the, the bloat, gone. Like, it is, it is, mm. it is 
much, much tighter and much more condensed. It's longer. There is a group of Russian separatists who want to launch a nuclear weapon. Yes. Go stop them. And then you meet some colorful characters in the way that you would in any Kojima game. And, you know, they're- Or, they're any, are, or in any James Bond novel, to be honest. Yeah. There are the overblown soliloquies that could have probably been trimmed down a little bit, but like there's character development, there's interesting, like there's interesting interactions. You yeah, really- Big Boss and Eva have a way more nuanced relationship than Snake and Meryl ever did. Yes. Yeah. And they and talk then, less. But like, I remember meeting Revolver Ocelot in the first one, and I was just like, who is this guy? This guy is ridiculous, <laughs> right? And retconning a backstory onto him, all of a sudden it's just like, wow, this, this character is actually like flawed and nuanced and, and deep and interesting. And I think that, You've told me that Metal Gear Solid 4 ties everything together as, about as neatly as Kojima possibly could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you made a little bit of a face there. But I'm looking forward to experiencing that because Metal Gear Solid 3 gave me a, a sense of, like, what the what the, the series can be at, at its very best. 2 was bloated and overblown and way, way, way too full of just Im- irrelevant, unimportant stuff, right? That that took away from a, what was otherwise an incredibly, you know, groundbreaking four, game. 4 has to pay the price for the 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 checks that two wrote unfortunately right, so that, that, that's where the 90 minute cutscenes come in so there's no, there's not that much irrelevant information in four but yeah. there's a lot that they well, have to be like okay and then this and this and we gotta do this bit yeah 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 but um, you can run around and shoot and you lose l2 to aim and r2 to shoot and finally. you can do all that stuff it only took them four games um no metal gear solid 3 is the best by a long way uh it's also a very it's also like a fine standalone game if you don't want to play one agreed it has one nothing to do with the other ones at all there are in jokes you'll miss yeah but whatever like 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 riding off and let the box and stuff that annoyed me so much so when you so you can put on a mask that makes you look like the protagonist from metal gear solid 2 and then you meet someone who also looks like the metal gear solid 2 protagonist whose name is riding off Yep. The protagonist in Metal Gear Solid 2 was Raiden. It's just like that. The, I don't know what the lampshade budget for uh, for Metal Gear Solid 3 was, Dennis, but yeah. it was. There's hanging a lampshade all over the place. Anyway, love it. Would recommend. Game of every year. It's, it's yeah, again, 10 out of 10 Kojima does again. What's my been? What's my... We've also been playing a lot of Apex. I imagine... We'll, we'll, you know what? Let's save Apex chat because that's going to be... I'm going to start streaming it. So it's going to be a big yeah. feature of uh, of the coming of the coming weeks. Twitch.tv slash Rulignukt. Um and uh, you really watch me bad, being being bad at Apex probably with Dennis some of the time you're going to come and hang out in the streams I imagine so I mean someone needs to carry you right yeah some old Mirage main Dennis over here old bat I old, carried you I carried you I would have lost so much stamina running uphill carrying you last night yeah and you're, yeah your big strong arms Dennis you're only getting yeah they're only getting huger with all the uh, all the carrying you're doing of me anyway let's talk about some highlights and some 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 lowlights of uh, of gaming for you this what year was Dennis. my gaming what was my gaming highlight of the year. What's your game of the year? I enjoyed, probably the game that I enjoyed playing the most this year was Subnautica. It didn't come out this year, mm. but it is definitely the game that I got the most out of. I lost myself in that world. It was the most immersive game that I think I've ever played. Um, like actual abject fear and terror when I was diving. The sense of wonder and exploration as I went through the buildings, the crafting, the building mechanics were amazing. Zipping around little in a submarine. I loved it. I played uh, I played uh, Below Zero a little bit. Uh, enjoying it less for some reason. I don't know exactly why. It's more polished, but I just uh, the, the the magical of the original Subnautica was, was sequelitis. I think. I think it's just because it's not the first one. Yeah, and it's also not even a real sequel. It's it's actually more of like a it's more of a sort of um, tribunal to uh, Subnautica's Morrowind, uh, if anything. So mm. yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the other highlight Hades, but Hades. I've been I was playing. I've been playing Hades for a, at the risk of being all like, you no, know, I liked it before it was cool. I played Hades Hades in early access for a long time, so. Um, when it was released, it, it did, um, you know, it felt a little 
already it was kind of old. Crusader my game Kings, of the year, another big one for me. For oh, that I think, well, you can talk about Crusader Kings. Crusader, I just really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. It's a great. It was a great upgrade. This was not a sequelitis, but this was a clear upgrade of. On, well, it's on been CK2. a long time, right? Yeah. yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, go on. My game of the year for genuine mental health reasons, I think, and this is not something this game usually gets praised for, is League of Legends. Yeah, I have played so much League, and mm-hmm. because of lock, you know, up and down lockdowns, it's been the only way to communicate with a lot of my friends. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what I would do without it. Seriously. I mean, the answer is play something else with them, but it's it was it's been perfect. It has been the vehicle low light, to like keep you sane, basically keep you hundred like, percent, yeah, socially. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you were very disappointed by this year? Well, I didn't play Cyberpunk, and I'm probably not going to. Um, Same, yeah, actually. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? Here's here's a hot take. Among Us. Yeah, Fall Guys. Among Us, oh, for, I think Fall Guys is fine because it's just a flash in the pan. Like I, mm. I, I was just like, yeah, cool. Well, why wasn't Among Us a flash in the pan? I just didn't like Among Us. I didn't like it. Yeah, that's I, true. You never did actually. I yeah. wanted to, and I, I faked it super hard for us. For I think like I did five Among Us streams or something like that, and mm-hmm. I was like, everyone loves this game, and I wish I did, and I just didn't. I did the one at the beginning where I just played it straight and I was like, I hate lying and so this will be funny and I'll just do that. And then for a while I was like, all right, I, be- I better get into it. And I just didn't enjoy doing it. I didn't enjoy tracking what other people were doing. I didn't enjoy the deduction. I didn't enjoy the the, the accusation, the lying. I didn't en- I didn't enjoy the not being able to do the bloody wires task. Um, no, they fixed that. They, they did fix that in fairness. But no, it just, it, it, it was, I don't think, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad game, but it definitely is not, a, it's not a game for me. I did not enjoy it. I think, I think, um, our community ruined it for me a little bit. Not by like approaching with too analytical a mind, but mm. by the same way Jackbox gets ruined when you first start playing it. Quiplash and stuff. Go on. If you play Among Us three days in a row for five hours at a time, it ruins mm. the game. But there are people who are just streaming it ten hours a day and just couldn't get enough of it. That like, I don't understand. Just jamming it, it, jamming it, jamming it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like I'm not I'm not having a go at people like Gabby because like it's it's incredible to me that, that she maintained like a an active Among Us server. Oh, she's that, having fun. She's having fun. Got to go. No constant, problem. But no, no. What I'm saying is I'm not having a go at her here. I just don't get it. Mm, same. I didn't get it, man. Honestly, same. So I think that uh, was a I low light for me. I, with, yeah. Sorry. Spider Man Miles Morales. I was pretty disappointed with. Didn't like just length or. I didn't finish it. Oh, you didn't even finish it? It's like seven hours long. You didn't finish it. Yeah, I got like three hours in and I was like, this is the Spider-Man game again. And I like Miles as a character more than I liked Peter, but yeah. not enough to do the game. Right. So a little bit of below zero type thing there again. It was just, it was just exactly, the same yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame because that game was pretty well liked, but I know that it was criticized for its length. Yeah. Other crackers. We had uh, Last of Us Part 2. I had a, I had a game. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Animal Crossing. I played, I played, I played Oberdin this year, which I enjoyed quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Game of single sitting. Yep, yep. What about Ghost of, of uh, Tsushima? I gotta get oh, Tsushima was really good. Actually. I'm going to play that. Really yeah, I'm gonna, that's on my list. I'm going to play that at some point. I would highly recommend that game. Yeah. I might go back at 100% that, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Tsushima as well and the uh, the Mongol invasion of the 13th century, halfhousehistory.net. It's the most recent episode. Um, yeah, good, <clears> All right, you got to get that time counter out. Oh yes! All right. So, what are we looking at now? Okay. So we're 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 over, we're over fifty minutes. And stuff, yeah. So I guess people. I mean, I'll put the um. I'll put, put the, the actual in. the title of the episode should be yes. If you start listening to this episode at blah 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 blah, you know, it'll be like eleven. Dennis will say four yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Dennis will say stay free. So, bags ring in the ring in the new year in the way. All right. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, brought to you by the fine folks over at channelfiber.com for all your real Pokemon cards, your Digimon cards to stop playing Magic with, and 7% off Magic singles until the 3rd of January. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again to Joe Kinkura. Thank you, Riley, for joining me. And thank you to all out there for listening. And in the new year, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>